The United Methodist Podcast, Episode 004, with Stephen Adair, social media expert from United Methodist Communications. Facebook accounts are important to reach new people in new places that wouldn't typically maybe walk through a door of a United Methodist Church, but through the stories that we tell online, through our social media accounts, people can see the awesome mission and ministry that the local church is doing, and hopefully through the online storytelling, they'll walk into a United Methodist Church near their home. Hi, this is Bishop Mike Coiner of the Indiana area. You are connecting with the United Methodist Podcast with Reverend Brad Miller, doing all the good we can. Welcome to the United Methodist Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. Brad believes that a strong connection in the United Methodist Church is essential to achieving the mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. The United Methodist Podcast will help you and your church connect with key insights, hear inspiring stories, and learn from successful pastors and leaders making a difference in the United Methodist Church. And now, here's Brad. Hello again, good people, and welcome to the United Methodist Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, where it is our mission to strengthen the connection in the United Methodist Church in order to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Today in the United Methodist Podcast, our guest is Stephen Adair, who is social media strategist with United Methodist Communications. And what does our church really need right now? more than social media expertise. This is a huge tool that our churches have been using, need to be using, and need to make greater use of in order to get the word out about our churches and indeed to live out our mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Stephen has a great story to tell. He is our social media strategist with United Methodist Communications in Nashville, Tennessee, and he is one of the experts responsible for maintaining and lifting up our social media presence as a denomination. We have several Facebook pages and Twitter and uh, Instagram and other things that we have out there. And moreover, there are opportunities to be trained up and how we can use social media better in our local churches. He has a fascinating story to tell about how even before the United Methodist Church had a presence on Facebook, Stephen, as a college student, built a Facebook fan page of over 25,000 fans all about the United Methodist Church. That shows you a bit about his passion for the church and for the tool of using social media as a means to get the word out. We're going to learn a lot about him today and about the importance of social media strategies, about publishing schedules to be most effective in your church. That is the time and the and the and the presence and the content that we use in our social media post. What are the ways that social media can be get open up the window of our local churches into our communities and give a glimpse of what we're about in order to introduce people to what our churches are about and how they can make a powerful impact on people's lives. You might be interested to know that social media's presence is much more than just kind of a tool of introduction. It has provided an ongoing resource for things like worship and things like counseling. There's even been situations where uh, a social media presence has been responsible for the for a suicide prevention and counseling. So great, some great things to share here to here today on our, our podcast, and we're going to get into it in just a minute. But first of all, I want you to know that today's podcast is sponsored by the book, 
Meet the Good People is by Dr. Roger Ross, the senior pastor at the First United Methodist Church in Springfield, Illinois. And it's all about the seven ways that we can learn from John Wesley about how to share faith in our communities. I commend it to you. You can pick up Meet the Good People by going to uh, Amazon or particularly to our website, unitedmethodistpodcast.com. And uh, you can see an excerpt of it there and check out check out the book. We also want you to know that today's podcast is supportive of Mission Guatemala. Mission Guatemala is a United Methodist mission. It's a it is an advanced special. It's led by Reverend Tom Heaton. And this particular mission goes into one of the poorest areas on earth, rural Guatemala. And they have ministries that are medical in nature and feeding stations and education and uh, agricultural in nature, all kinds of ways to help the folks in that community. They have great opportunities for uh, mission uh, teams to come down and visit with them and be a part of uh, uh, work missions and other opportunities to serve. You can find out more about Mission Guatemala by going to missionguatemala.com or check it out on the United Methodist Podcast.com. But right now, our focus of this podcast is all about social media and how social media can be a great tool to use in our in our local churches. And how we invite you to do to do that. So well, let's get into our interview and our conversation with Stephen Adair right now. And today, our special guest is Stephen Adair who is with United Methodist Communications in Nashville. Stephen, welcome to the podcast, and tell us a little bit about what you do. Thank you. Uh, I work uh, at United Methodist Communications in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I uh, manage the social media for the denomination uh, through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and other various social media channels. And I manage the United Methodist Church accounts, uh, United Methodist Communications, Imagine Malaria, the Global AIDS Fund, and also the General Conference accounts. Sound like you're a busy guy with lots of things going on in social media. Of course, social media is huge, and we'll get into some of the details of that in a moment. But kind of give us the overall vision of what United Methodist Communications is, is about and how that helps advance the mission of the church. Well, our official mission statement is centered in Christ, committed to excellence. United Methodist Communications informs, inspires, and engages the people of the United Methodist Church and the world. So through the work that we do through social media, Rethink Church, Imagine No Malaria, and various other programs in the building, uh, we seek to transform the world by making disciples through uh, helping local churches communicate the mission of their local church and the mission of the denomination. So it's your role and your job to help a local church get the job done in terms of getting the word out. Yes. And you provide the tools for that and the means by that. And your particular tool that you're involved with is social media. Social media is a very broad topic in many ways and yet involves some very intimate types of communications. Tell us a little bit about kind of your view of the importance and the meaningfulness of social media and and broadly, and then we'll get into just some specifics. Uh, there's a couple, couple ways on that one. Um, the first would be that it's important that each local church have a presence on social media, whether it be mainly Facebook uh, and Twitter and Instagram to follow. Um, you know, people are really checking out, especially younger people are checking a church out on Facebook and their website before they even walk through the door. So it's important to have an online presence for one, but an updated, uh, relevant online uh, uh, presence uh, that communicates that you're living into the 21st century and you're trying to reach people in new ways. Um, 
the denominational Facebook accounts and such, um, they uh, they seek to. I feel as though the denominational Facebook accounts um, are important to reach new people in new places um, that wouldn't typically maybe walk through a door of a United Methodist Church, but through the stories that we tell online through our social media accounts, um, people can see the the awesome mission and ministry that the local church is doing and hopefully through the online storytelling they'll walk into a united methodist church near their home so it seems to me what you're sharing is that social media is the entry point or the opening the uh the open window so people can peek into the to the church and then perhaps feel more uh, uh inviting be an inviting presence to check it out a little bit further is that is that a fair assessment you think Absolutely. Um, it's definitely an entry point, just as, you know, I think it's um, just as important as a website. You know, I help people when I come to these annual conferences realize the importance of having um, good, effective social media presence and um, just as important as their website being updated. And not, you know, a lot of churches either don't have a website, don't have social media uh, online presence, or it's outdated and they haven't updated it for quite some time. And, you know, it's more effective to probably not even have a website than have something that's outdated that has dates from you know years ago um on there that that communicates something in and of itself if someone checks out your website and there's nothing been done for a couple years doesn't it it makes it look like there's nothing going on in your building and if you're even open anymore because churches are closing uh so rapidly these days um it's very important to have a a good online presence yeah sometimes a church will close but their website still lives on even though it's dated or whatever it would be where where are some uh some pointers are some places where churches right now could improve their social media presence. Uh, I think it's very easy. Uh, you don't have to be an expert on social media to uh, effectively run a um, Facebook page for your church. Um, some churches use groups, which is great for internal communication, um, but you need to move towards a page, a Facebook page for your church. That's an external, um, it, it seeks to, to serve an external audience. Um, some really basic tips, and I've shared that with some of the people here at the Indiana Annual Conference that they didn't know about is that you can boost a post on a Facebook page for your church for a dollar and a dollar goes far. Um, I don't even seek reimbursement for it. I just do it for my own local church, um, you know, and a dollar a post and it reaches new people. And then when you're reaching the new people that don't like your page yet um, and they like your post, you can actually see who likes your posts. And then from that list, invite them to like your page. So it's kind of a double bang for your buck um, to to boost a post for not a lot of money and you're going to reach new people. My church has 35 in average attendance, but seven over 750 people like our Facebook page. Well, so that leaves an open door for those 750 people to at least be touched by the, by the church. Well, that kind of leads me to something a little more deeper there in terms of Facebook. I know that some churches are having some uh, effectiveness in Facebook advertising, and yet that whole realm of advertising on Facebook and other social media is a little bit intimidating. What's your take on uh, Facebook advertising and how it might be an effective means to get the word out about a church? Well, it's the Facebook advertising, you know, boosting your posts is one part of that. Um, you can also just advertise um, your church page on Facebook um, where it's going to suggest it to users that might be inclined to like your page or to become involved uh, and engage in the page. Um, it's very simple to do. Uh, Facebook lays it out pretty 
pretty easily. And you, again, you don't have to spend a lot of money to do it. You know, other than that, there's, you know, you can advertise on Google, there's Google uh, analytics, Google uh, advertising. Um, sometimes they even mail you a card in the mail for like a hundred dollars worth of free advertising. So taking opportunities like that, especially that are free, um, you know, it's, it's just very easy to, to advertise your church. Um, and you'll get people to like your page and marketing's not about instant, you know, gratification, instant, you know, um, you're not going to see it maybe at that moment about somebody walking through your door just because you're advertising online, but at least they know about you and see that you're being active. Um, and it opens a door for them to come in in the future if they, if they, you know, may become, uh, in a different place, um, where they might be open to that. Well, of course, uh, advertising is a lot about repetition and consistency, and sometimes even with, say, uh, uh, postcards or other things like that, you don't see results for some time. Yeah, I think it's kind of the same thing with Facebook advertising, any form of advertising in a way. Let me ask you this question, because I think one of the things, one of the issues that I find with uh, working in social media as a local church pastor, and I think a lot of people will say something like this, I just don't have time to do that. I don't get it. I don't have time to do that. Can you give some suggestions to a local church pastor or a local church uh, social media person about strategies or perhaps a publishing schedule of how to consistently be involved with Facebook or some other social media to make impact? Um, I think once you build up an audience, um, and you can do that through, of course, boosting the post, sharing the page with friends and family, even asking your congregation um, to uh, share, check in on Facebook when they're in a worship service, just to get the word out initially um, about your Facebook page. Um, but um, what was your question again? Uh, about a publish a strategy like you know some tri- pastors well, they might have a strategy for instance on sermon preparation or pastoral calling it's my feeling that pastors and staff need some if you're going to be effective in in, uh, in social media you need some sort of strategy to be consistent in that so I just wonder if you have any thoughts about strategies people can use for like I, I call it a publishing schedule um, you know for the for the social media for the denominational accounts which is a little bit different I post to uh, Facebook um, once a day. Um, you know, you don't want to over-publish or over-post, um, and you don't want to under-post. Po- under um, so we found that one to two times a day is, um, is sufficient for that, mostly once a day. Um, for Twitter, you can definitely do a lot more than that a day. Um, but if you're worried about not having enough time to do it, I would say for a local church, it would probably be good at least three or four times a week. Um, there's some crucial times. Um, 7 a.m. tends to be good um, central time for our posts that go out. Um, and 7 p.m. Central Time. So adjust that for wherever you may live. Um, or for your local context, even 7 p.m., your local time would probably work, or 7 a.m. Um, those tend to hit the best, uh, the most amount of audience. Twitter, um, you're, you're going to be seen, engaged with the most early in the morning, anywhere from 5 to 7 a.m., and later at night. That's uh, when uh, less people are posting or tweeting out. Um, but you're going to be seen the most because it's the most activity. Um, there's a difference between 
getting reach and getting engagement. Um, uh, reach would be the most critical about 1 p.m. during lunchtime. Most people are on there. That's a lot of, when a lot of people are tweeting out. Um, so it just depends on what your goal, end goal is, is, to be engaged or to be seen. But as a general um, strategy, I understand you say to be uh, Facebook posting once a day, perhaps first thing in the morning, maybe in the evening, and then tweeting uh, maybe three times a day, morning, noon, and night perhaps, and to do that. And and there's also, I think, uh, it might be helpful to folks know that there are sometimes someone might say, well, that's a lot to do, you know, three times a day. And there are, uh, you know, various apps and things like that that can help you automate that process. And I'm sure that you could be helpful for that at United Methodist Communication Buffer app and some things like that that could be helpful. Well, there's some, for Facebook, you can schedule a post out on Facebook. And for a local church, maybe once a day is a little much. Um, It could be if you don't have enough time, I'd say three or four times a week would be good. Um, At the critical times, something on Sunday is always good. Something from that worship service, maybe. Um, And for Twitter and Instagram uh, and some other apps, like if you have a LinkedIn page for your church, um, or um, there's various other other apps for that. But Hootsuite is a really good um, website and app. App. You can have it on your phone, or you can go to Hootsuite.com. That's how I automate the tweets uh, and posts for Instagram and other uh, social networks. Um, so, you know, I can do it the day before and have the next day completely done um, to where I don't have to worry about posting um, at each moment when I want to post. Um, so that's very helpful. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of resources out there. You can use the UMC Facebook page. You can share posts from there. You don't have to always create content um, from your church. Church, which is good to do some some of, of course, but if you are running out of material or you don't have something or you, you're not quite sure what to post about, there's there's you can post the Upper Room Daily Devotional. They have a Facebook page or the direct link from their website. People love to read the Upper Room Daily Devotional. That's one resource, and all the general agencies have uh, resources and stories and the, the mission and the ministry of the church that you can share to share the larger story of how the United Methodist Church is making decisions disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. So United Methodist Communications has some tools that a local church can make, avail themselves of to get the word out. Yes, there's. Uh, you can go to umcom.org, which is umcom.org, and uh, there's a social media section on there for tips and tricks um, to uh, to better communicate the mission and ministry of your local church and the denomination through social media. Great. Well, as you mentioned, the mission of our church is making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. How do you think that's working? And can you give me any some example of how you have heard about or even witnessed uh, lives being changed in some form or another through some of the communication ministries that you've been involved with or aware of? Um, you know, there's different. I get messages on the back end of the Facebook page um, and the back end of Twitter uh, on the de- denominational accounts and on the UMCOM accounts. Um, and even our Rethink Church channels, um, they get a lot of seekers, um, whereas my audience is mostly members uh, of the denomination. But, you know, Rethink Church, and I've gotten some, you know, there's there's people that are contemplating suicide, and there's people that are, you know, just having issues in their life and we're able to talk to them and and, and sometimes even a pastoral role when they don't feel comfortable with going into a church or um, even like getting close to the doors of walking through a church and we're the ones that are able to have a conversation with them and sometimes even back them off of something that they might um, 
later regret. And so, and that's by ways of our social media communication. And that's some of the ways that I think that we're touching lives and transforming lives. Um, and might possibly be making a disciple um, online, not even face-to-face, but hopefully to where they feel comfortable with the United Methodist Church through our interactions online, and they might come through that door and join us. I think in many a great, great uh, sharing of that approach there, because the reality is we live in a world that's uh, online, right? And we live in our online world, and that high-tech world can lead to high touch. And that's my belief, at least, that the high touch of relationship with Jesus Christ, one of the means to get there is through online high-tech stuff. But but you can't have high-tech only without the high touch. You need that that relationship built, uh, whatever it is. In terms of getting things a little bit more intimate or a little more uh, personal on online stuff, one of the things I've become aware of recently is live video, like Periscope and also uh, Facebook Live. Can you say a word about that, about how churches might use live video in terms of getting the word out or, or maybe a vision of the future, how that might be working? I've had a lot of people come up to me at the annual conference and talk about, you know, if UMCOM has resources to help live stream services or, or whatnot. And, you know, many of our churches um, can't afford high-tech equipment, cameras, you know, operators, um, and all that, all the production. Um, but, you know, at my church, who has an average attendance of 35 at the moment, um, you know, I set up my iPhone in the pew right beside me and record the sermon. Um, I post it um, to uh, YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, and I post it directly on um, through the Facebook video. As far as live services, you can, um, you know, there's a difference between Periscope and Facebook Live. Uh, Periscope is going to just be a video of just whoever is around you, or not even around you, whoever sees your video pop up on the map. Um, I think that that was going somewhere until Facebook started allowing everyone to have Facebook Live. And it first started out where it was just large organizations that had it, and then it quickly spread to other pages and even your personal page. Um, it's a great way you can set up a tripod in the sanctuary um, with your iPhone, um, get a get a phone adapter for the tripod to hold it. Um, very cheap. I think it's like $3 on Amazon. Um, and, uh, you know, broadcast it to the world. It's um, really cool with Facebook Live. If uh, your church, let's say uh, you're on your church's account and you want to do Facebook Live, it's going to notify everybody who likes your page that, for example, Glendale United Methodist Church, is live and so they get a chance to they get notified that you're doing it and they get a chance to watch it um, so it seems like it's a pretty good uh, it has great potential doesn't it, it does. I'll just share with you in my church we broadcast Periscope live our services and then we put those uh, broadcasts on our Facebook page and we have got hits from all over the world and I have a church with 75 people in it and I get hits from Russia Israel South America all over the United States just what little we do so I think what I'm hearing you say, and I would reiterate, that uh, there's a great potential for any church of any size to get the word out in social media. That's a great thing. Well, uh, one other thing, um, Stephen, uh, what word would you give to a local church pastor or to a local church social media person about the uh, hope for the future based on social media? How can we be hopeful about our churches moving forward? I think as long as the church is adapting to uh, trends, new trends through social media and other marketing uh, strategies, um, 
you know, there's just ways to, to be using this technology that's going to help reach new. I mean, it's really about reaching new people in new ways. Um, it's about being relevant. It's about adapting to what's going on, to what people are paying attention to. Um, you know, the days of newsletters and print form is almost gone. Um, just and that saves on printing costs. I mean, social media is free. It is free. It is a free way um, to show the work of your church uh, to the world. And um, I think if local churches can get on board with that, more local churches, it hopefully could turn the tide a little bit on the decline that we face. It certainly has to be in the toolbox, I think. Definitely. It definitely has to be in the toolbox. Let's do just one more thing. What's something about you? Something fun thing about you or about your family or about anybody, but something in your life that you really enjoy doing? I'd just like to get personal with you just for a second. What's what's fun on you? Well, an interesting story that my boss continues to, uh, she likes to share at UMCOM um, is that I actually created the United Methodist Church Facebook page when I was a senior in college, and UMCOM contacted me when I was in Chattanooga for college and said, hey, you have this um, this page that has, you know, more, there was a couple groups that had like maybe 500 or 2,000 uh, followers, but I had gotten the United Methodist Church Facebook page up to 25,000 uh, fans, and I didn't know how to speak on behalf of the denomination. Um, so when she said, hey, can we take this over? And I had no relationship with them at that point. Um, I said, sure, I, you know, that's great. Um, I was never taken off as an administrator, but I sure didn't do anything uh, when UMCOM took over the page. But um, I've had a couple positions before this at UMCOM in the four and a half years that I've been there. And so when I when this position was created, uh, new, uh, I felt that it was a real full circle, a real full circle opportunity to, again, manage the page that I created when I was in college um uh, you, you, you you were proactive yourself and took initiative and some good things came out of it yeah i saw that there was nothing out there that was really for the denomination at that point and pages were relatively new so i felt that uh something needed to be out there and it has grown and now uh i think we have over three hundred and seventy thousand followers um so it's it's substantially grown quite a bit since its inception in 2009 that's great well thanks for sharing today our guest today on the podcast has been Stephen adair from united methodist communications Many thanks again to our guest today on the United Methodist Podcast, who was Stephen Adair, who is with United Methodist Communications in Nashville. And I think he gave us some great insight today on how to make great use of social media in our local churches to advance the, the kingdom of God, to indeed provide a means by where transformation can, can take place. And he talked about the things that we, where our local churches can take initiative, and he's a perfect example of that. Did you pick up on the story that he told about how he started a Facebook page while he was in college, all about the United Methodist Church, 25,000 fans he built it up to, just because he cared about our church. And then United Methodist Communications, the folks there, picked up on that and partnered with him and brought him on board their staff. And now that that Facebook page is growing from 25,000 to 370,000 followers. That's one indication of the, of the power and the reach of social media. It's something that we cannot ignore in our church. It has to be a resource that we use. And understand there's lots of great resources there at United Methodist Communications to be helpful to our local churches 
to using Facebook and Twitter and, and Instagram and all the other social media uh, forms that are out there. I'm really excited myself about the potential of live media, for instance, how that can be a means. In my own local church, we use live media to broadcast our messages each week and broadcast live uh, video during the week even. Uh, that's a great tool that I think we can that we can use moving forward. So I invite you to do that as a means to get the word out about your local church. In our show notes, we'll put all the details about how to get a hold of the resources at United Methodist Communications and through some of the resources and through some of the things that Stephen Adair has available. That's uh, going to be That'll about do it for this episode of the United Methodist Podcast. Hope that you've enjoyed it and tune in again next time and get the good word out about us. You can always check us out on iTunes and on Stitcher. And uh, as far as means to listen to our podcast and, of course, on our website, which is unitedmethodistpodcast.com. We would uh, share today that, again, that our podcast has been sponsored and brought to you by the book Meet the Good People by Reverend Dr. Roger Ross from Springfield, Illinois. I've read that book, and I believe it's a really great resource for a preaching series or for a small group Bible series, especially about practical and pragmatic ways we can reach into our communities with some of the uh, pre- some of the teachings of John Wesley that are applicable to today. And this podcast is also supportive of and helpful to Mission Guatemala. MissionGuatemala.com is the site you can go to. Reverend Tom Heaton is the leader there. Some great things are happening. Well, we need good news in our church, don't we? Some of the best news we can ever have is is the word about missions. The mission of the United Methodist Podcast is to strengthen the connection in the United Methodist Church. If you have a great good news story, please let us know. You can get to us through our website, unitedmethodistpodcast.com, and uh, or and just uh, hit us up there, and we will be glad to listen. Just listen to good news stories from around our denomination, around our world. So that'll be all do it for today. My name is Brad Miller. This is the United Methodist Podcast, where we are all about making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Until next time, do all the good you can. Thank you for listening to the United Methodist Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. We challenge you to be an active listener by subscribing and becoming a vital member of the United Methodist Podcast community. Visit us on the web at unitedmethodistpodcast.com and connect with other members at facebook.com slash unitedmethodistpodcast. Until next time, continue to make disciples and to transform the world.